May the grace from our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy God, be with us now. Give us a sense of peace and calm. We hear so many voices throughout the week, all vying for our attention. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. Open our ears. Attune us to your voice. Then help us to boldly share your message of love for all people through our words and our deeds. Amen. Today we are celebrating Pentecost. Pentecost means 50, and it falls 50 days after Easter. It ushers out the Easter season and highlights God's gift of the Holy Spirit to the whole world. Today's reading from the book of Acts described what happened when the Holy Spirit was given to the disciples. It all happened on the day that faithful Jews from many different nations who spoke a variety of languages gathered in Jerusalem for their annual harvest festival. This annual festival traditionally took place 50 days after Passover and became known as Pentecost. That same day, the disciples were also in Jerusalem. Before his ascension, Jesus told them to wait there for the Holy Spirit to come and empower them. So there they were, sitting together in the upper room, when suddenly the Spirit of God came in a rush of wind and a tongue of fire rested on each one of them. The Holy Spirit gave the disciples tongues of fire so that they could speak about God's love in a way others could understand. But this isn't the first time that fire symbolized God's presence in the Bible. Remember the story about Moses in the book of Exodus? He came upon a burning bush that was never consumed by the fire that had engulfed it. That fire was a symbol of God's purity. And when the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness, God was with them in a pillar of fire by night to provide guidance. But fire isn't the only symbol of the Holy Spirit used in our reading from Acts. There's also wind. A violent wind filled the house on the day of Pentecost too. And this is not the first time the Spirit of God is described as wind. In the book of Genesis, when God was creating the heavens and the earth, a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. That wind from God is the Holy Spirit. And the author of the book of Ezekiel also describes the Holy Spirit as wind or breath from God. Remember? It was the Holy Spirit that gave life to all those dried up, dead old bones in the valley that Ezekiel saw. Wind is a symbol of the Holy Spirit's power to create, resurrect, and recreate. These are just a few of the stories in the Bible that, that describe God's presence and activity in the world as something like fire or something like wind. But in today's reading from the book of Acts, something is a little different. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came with such power that a unique description was used. On Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is described with both symbols, wind and fire, wind and fire together. And when you stop and think about it, wind and fire are both constantly moving. The wind blows and the fire flares. In fact, with the wind behind it, the fire spreads rapidly. Who can put out a fire with the wind behind it blowing violently? 
The two together are such a powerful force that they become unstoppable. And God's gift of the Holy Spirit is like wind and fire together, uncontainable, unpredictable, and unstoppable. On the day of Pentecost, the disciples were sitting in the house when the Holy Spirit came to them. But after the wind and the fire swept through, they didn't continue to do much sitting in the house. No, they moved. They left the confines of the house and they went outside. And when they did, the international crowd gathered, gathered for the festival heard them speaking about God, each in their own language. And this is the exact opposite of the story of the Tower of Babel. In that story, people were trying to build their way up to God, work their way up to God by building a pyramid higher and higher. But God confused their language, and they could no longer continue to work together because they couldn't understand each other. They never could, no matter how hard they tried, work their way up to God. But on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit upended the language barrier, and people from diverse nations could understand God's message. God's message of love expressed through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The message that it is impossible for any of us to work our way up to God. That's why God came down to us through the incarnation of Jesus. On that day of Pentecost, God's spirit empowered the disciple to speak in other people's languages. And God opened the ears of the listeners to hear the truth of God's love for all people. And as a result, 3,000 of the people gathered in Jerusalem turned to God and received new life. Sometimes, I think the book of Acts would have been better named the book of action. Because once the Holy Spirit arrived, things really began to happen. Once empowered by the Holy Spirit, the disciples began to build up the body of Christ. Every day, new people joined them. People united together, and then they moved out in missions, spreading farther and farther than they ever had before. Today, the Holy Spirit continues to transform lives, just as God's Spirit did with the 3,000 converts on Pentecost. The Holy Spirit gives us ears to hear and understand the love that God has for us, too. She draws us to Christ, gives us the faith to believe, and breathes new life into us at our baptism. Then the purity, the goodness of God's spirit begins to actively work in us, continually bringing us new life. The Holy Spirit knows the condition of our hearts. In fact, she knows us better than we know ourselves. She shows us our strengths, our weaknesses, and when we need to make changes. And I know that change can be hard sometimes. We may take two steps forward and then one step backward. But the Holy Spirit continues to stir us to action. She never gives up on us, never stops in her relentless pursuit to help us live good, pure, and holy lives. And today, the Holy Spirit continues to give people new languages, new ways to share the love of God. When someone is sick or suffering in some way, God's Spirit oftentimes inspires others to come alongside to listen quietly, compassionately, to sit with, to wait patiently with another, to be a comforting presence to them. Sometimes just looking into someone's eyes without a word is communicating in a language that is quickly understood. 
It is the language of compassion, a language that God has given us all the capacity to understand. The Holy Spirit sparks new ways to speak in all kinds of people, helping them to communicate God's love in a language that's universal, a language that goes deep and somehow speaks to us about the beauty and the love of God, like the language of art. Musicians, artists, and writers are often inspired by the Holy Spirit. They create transcendent songs, poems, and paintings that seem, they seem more like prayers than works of art. Have you ever listened to a melody that brought you to tears? Or looked at a beautiful painting that seemed to take you beyond yourself to a place of calm, a place of heaven-like peace? The Holy Spirit inspires people who speak with such beauty and wisdom through their work. People like, people like George Handel and his masterpiece Messiah, or Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Each speak to us about the beauty and love of God in a way that touches the deepest part of our souls. Sometimes the unpredictable spirit of God inspires others to grasp the all-encompassing love of God through unexpected voices. Voices that speak loudly, but not with words, with actions. Sometimes the Holy Spirit puts fire in the belly of ordinary people, motivating them to take extraordinary action. I'm talking about ordinary people, ordinary people like Rosa Parks, who simply got tired of giving in to racism. Back in the 50s in Montgomery, Alabama, after a long day of work as a seamstress, Rosa Parks was tired. Her hands and her back it probably ached like crazy. At the end of the workday, she got on a bus, headed for home. And when the bus driver told her to give up her seat to a white woman, Rosa Parks refused. Her action gave momentum to the civil rights movement and united thousands of people to work together to abolish segregation. Or consider Mother Teresa. At one time, her superiors thought of her as just an ordinary nun. But when she was sent to India, she was so deeply moved by the suffering of so many people that she took action. She devoted the rest of her life to those who were sick or suffering in poverty, those known as the poorest of the poor. Her actions inspired communities of co-workers to pop up all around the world, communities of people who united in their effort to take care of the suffering poor in their own neighborhoods. Yes, the Holy Spirit inspires and unites communities all over the world, even communities like ours here at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church. This is only the fifth month of the year, and yet, United by the Holy Spirit, this community has already helped large groups of people hear the language of God's love for them. A few weeks ago, there were 16 confirmands who completed their studies and affirmed their faith in God through Christ Jesus. If you've ever been in the hallway upstairs, it's that hallway just down from the offices right out that window there, you may have noticed all the pictures on the wall. Those pictures show the young people from confirmation classes and their pastors from 1971 to 2017. There are so many people represented on that wall. It's worth taking a look at. With 31 high school seniors graduating this year, 
Our quilters have never been so busy. They made each graduate a quilt, a tangible reminder that the love and the prayers of our people are always wrapped around them. And every two years, for the past 33 years, Crossway students have graduated from their studies. In all those years, countless lives have been changed as their understanding of God's character and God's inclusive love for all expands even more. Our confirmands, high school seniors, Crossway students, and more, all have been equipped. They've been equipped and they've been sent out on a mission, so to speak. They have been sent out into the world to live out their vocation, their calling. And each one of them has been uniquely gifted and empowered by the Holy Spirit to live in the way of Jesus. Wherever they may go, each one has the opportunity to share the goodness and the grace of God's love with others, each in their own unique, God-given language. Today, the Holy Spirit continues to sweep over the earth, opening ears to hear the love of God proclaimed in so many different ways. And that's why this morning, on the day of Pentecost, we celebrate and we give thanks to God for the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that breathes new life into us at our baptism, the Spirit that strengthens our faith, sanctifies us, and sends us out to spread the love of God to all people, not only through our words, but more importantly, through our actions. May you embrace God's Spirit each day and give thanks for her loving presence in your life, the Spirit who is always with us, the Holy Spirit, the uncontainable, unpredictable, and unstoppable Spirit of God. Amen.